Well, this morning I want, I've come to pump you up, as they say in the gym, and um, that you would be strengthened. And I want you to go to a couple of verses, because this is how we're going to pray. Colossians and Ephesians. Colossians 1.11. These are prayers I pray for you often. I pray for my family. I pray for all of us. Colossians 1 and then Ephesians 3. So we'll start with Colossians 1, and I want you to notice the word strength or strengthen, because I want to talk to you about strength, spiritual strength. And I believe that, you know, I shared a little bit last Sunday about strength, flexibility, mobility, durability, and longevity. And I believe it's God's will that out of weakness we would be made strong. But I want to talk about that. And it says here in Colossians chapter 1, it says um, in verse 9, it says, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, heard of their faith, this church that was doing well, we have not ceased to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, excuse me, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. What a great prayer. Notice Paul's not praying, scrambling out of desperation because the Colossian church is deteriorating. He's actually saying, Man, your, your work of faith, your hope, how the, you're bearing fruit and increasing. He said, I, I, I've, I've heard this, so I want, to, uh, I want to supplement a good thing. I mean, we know to pray for desperate situations, and we should, and that's right. But we don't all often realize that when we see something going well, we should pray about that, that it keeps going well, right? I see a good marriage, I pray it gets better, right? I see a kid doing good and making good decisions, JJ's going to be 17 on the, on the 8th of February, LaDonna's uh, son, and, and he's great. I, I'm praying he does better. I'm not, going to let, I'm not going to ease up and go, oh, well, he's doing great, so I'm not going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for him more, right? And so that's what he's praying here. And then in verse 11, he says this, and help me read it. Strengthen with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. I know that's a mouthful, but if you meditate on this and you spend a little bit of time later on in your week looking at these prayers and that prayer and the anatomy of it, he's praying that we would be strengthened, right? Uh, There are gymnasiums all over the place. My son-in-law went and, and shot baskets at one last night after our family day. I've been on a rhythm where I started working out in a gym with a trainer. Uh, I've been on a rhythm where I started attending church with a pastor under good teaching, and it has revolutionized my spiritual life. And there are disciplines that create delight. We're to discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness. And so here it is, and it's exciting to see that we can actually be strengthened. And, 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 and so, so we've opened this up. Let's back up a little bit to Ephesians, the third chapter. And uh, you could pray these and should pray these for your family. Make this your goal to pray out these prayers. Colossians uh, chapter 3 and verse 16. But I want to start with verse 14. It says, uh, Paul says, for this reason, and he's praying again for a great church. I pray my, I, I, 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Verse 15 just mule kicks racism. It just basically says, oh, by the way, everybody comes from God. Deal with it, right? So I just, just dealt with it right there. Let's send this to the United Nations. Let's send this to the news, news coverage that, right there. That, let's send this to the people with extreme attitudes and all the polarities. Like, well, wait a minute, guys. Uh, oh, whoa, hold your horses. There's a God, and every family in heaven and earth derives its name. Number 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Look at this. To be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Strengthened. How, how many of you, this appeals to you, that you'd actually be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Sometimes circumstances bear down on us, and things try to deplete us and weaken us, stresses literally physically tap into our adrenal glands and then they start producing cortisol and adrenaline and then it just gets so much and then we get fatigued and we start throwing coffee at it and then caffeine fatigues it more and then more stress and then we don't sleep very well and then it depletes our systems. That's a physical thing. That happens spiritually. But Paul is saying to this group, he's saying, I'm praying so on my knees to the Father uh, from whom every family on heaven and earth derives its name, that he, our heavenly father, the great almighty God himself, would grant you, give you, download into you, uh, augment you, support you, facilitate you, enable you, according to the riches of his glory, and he is abundant in riches, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, is the target that I aim at every time I go to the pulpit and endeavor to minister a word for you today. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. And that's spiritual nutrition, that, that God wants us to be strengthened with power by his spirit in the inner man, right? And uh, boy, that's a, that, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we ask or think. That's how big our God is. According to the power woo, that works within us. Mm, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, that I, that preached, I preached myself happy. And I just got strength from that. I feel strengthened from that. I just prayed that for you. I prayed that for you. That you could not only cope and not only endure and survive, but thrive and get particular answers corresponding to the garbage that comes your way. And that your circumstances don't have to dominate you, but you could trust the Lord with a strength. And I'm not talking about self-help or self-actualization. I'm talking about our help comes from the Lord. And I want to be careful to attribute where the help comes from. He, be clear, is our strength. He, be clear, is our help. He's our Father. And to the degree that we get that and rely on Him, oh, and I'm going to show a little bit of this through this message. And I'm excited. Woo, can't you tell? This is good. This is so good. Thank you, Jesus, for this truth. Second um, Corinthians chapter 12 uh, talks about Paul's thorn in the flesh and the challenges that he had to deal with. 
and it was from the devil. It was a messenger of Satan. Uh, because he had so much revelation, the enemy tried to slow him down and hinder him. And so I want to show you something amazing uh, that, that uh, in, in verse 9, it says, uh, my, he says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Look at somebody next to you and say, God's grace is sufficient for you. For, look at, now here's what I want to get over to you. For power is perfected in weakness. I will tell you that is my testimony unequivocally over the last decades of my walk with the Lord. That any good thing that you've seen, I've seen, anything fruitful, anything godly, anything right that's come and emanated out of my life is a tribute to this very truth. He said that my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, he says, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. So that is, that's foundational. It's like God, John 15 says, apart from you, I could do nothing. But on the other hand, Colossians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's all about my reliance on you. It's all about my admission of my need of you. That's how I got saved. I got saved because I realized I was utterly lost and in sin, and my sin was separating me from God, and it was dangerous. I was in a, a hazardous condition. I, I got convicted like the fear of God came on me, and I, and I was offered repentance. And so I said, yes, God, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. If you, since you're the rescuer, I need you. And, and, and here's what it says that's so breathtaking. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the 34th verse, it says, by faith they conquered kingdoms, they, they put foreign armies to flight, they put out the power, power, power of fire, they overcame the, the edge of the sword, they, came, they you know, came, got free from lions and stuff. But my favorite little clip in here, really, is, because this is so ongoing, is from weakness were made strong. From weakness were made strong. Say that. From weakness were made strong. And I'll tell you what. Weakness is nothing. So it, it's, weakness literally is. It's just, uh, but so then we might as well get strengthened. Um, <clears throat> I remember a friend who is a minister, and this person was making a point on the, on the altar and got down to make uh, on, on their knees and they were, while they were preaching, and then they realized that the season of their life, they had just gotten so far out of shape, they couldn't get up. So they had to call somebody to get them up off their feet. So then after that, that the weakness um, was a, 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 that person became aware of it and went and did something about it. It started walking so many hours, steps a day, and exercising. And with one of those, you know, you get on those balls and you do sit-ups and stuff on it, push-ups and stuff. And that person got strengthened out of weakness, became strong, and was able to motor through advancing years without depletion, but with uh, being able to finish the race. How many of you that appeals to you to be able to, out of weakness, be made strong? And that's why Paul, in, for the Colossian church and the church at Ephesus, was praying they would be strengthened, strengthened with power by his spirit in the inner man. And I believe, uh, like what he said to the Thessalonian church, that, that God would sanctify us entirely and that our whole spirit and soul and body would be made complete, be, be strengthened, be fortified, right? 
and that he would sanctify us entirely. And, that, that, uh, uh, and then it says here that our, your whole spirit and soul and body would be preserved complete. Preservation is an amazing thing. And without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Boy, this is good. And this is good how Paul, he said, no, I'm just going to pray. He says, therefore, I'm content with weakness, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Isn't that fascinating paradox? And yet it's not a paradox. It's a reality. Say this with me. I need Jesus. And I've heard people ridicule. Oh, yeah, it's good for some religious people. You just need a crutch. Just leave me alone. Go do your thing on the weekend. I said, well, it's not just a weekend warrior thing. We're called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth, and we're supposed to go ye. So I'm yep, sorry, I'm not going to get out of your face. I'm not going to be obnoxious. Uh, I'm going to learn how to function and interact with you, but I'm a carrier of precious seed. I'm the salty. I'm savory. You know, we went on a holiday, and my son got a gallon jug and went out far out into the uh, ocean, into the water, and he dipped it in there where it was past the, the sand and, and uh, the stirring and where it was clear water, got it out there, put it in a big pot, and boiled it for hours. And we know that because the room got really humid, you know. And, uh, but he was on some experiment, and he rendered down this gallon of seawater down to uh, sea salt, course he did. That's just kind of stuff he does, you know, and, and I guess it shows we didn't have a whole lot of planning on our vacation. So he came up with something. He came up with something on his own, all right? So I'm going, what is going on? So he's, look, Dad, look at how much salt is in just a gallon of seawater. It would blow your mind how much salt is in one gallon of seawater and how much salt is in the world. And salt is a preservative. Salt um, we're not, we know for high blood pressure issues not to over-salt everything, but salt is good when it's savory and it, and it, and it, 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 it takes a bland uh, meal and it just it enhances, it's a flavor enhancer, right, to a certain point. So uh, I believe God's using the church of the Lord Jesus Christ as a flavor enhancer to uh, inspire uh, hope and potential in the hearts of lost people where they get around us and, and, and if we're savory we haven't gotten bland as a people and we're, and we're really getting strengthened along these lines. Salt is good, it, 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 but as long as it doesn't lose its savor, right? So here's my, my analogy. I believe God's rendering down these truths and bringing us to a place where he wants to furnish to the world uh, this amazing, important ingredient. The, the, the reality of who God is. He says, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Jesus was the same. And then he says, go ye and sh- let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify my Father who's in heaven. And we have been through a protracted, weird period since 2000. Preachers came into 2020. I'm sorry, 2020. And we're so excited. Like, I, I got a series of sermons on 2020 vision and you know, all that, I mean, you could preach that for weeks. And, uh, you know, it's like all then shut down. So it's like, oh, well, so best, best laid plans of mice and men, you know. But, but yet God had a plan to do a work on the earth. And he has done something in church and churches like ours. I've watched it. I know of pastors in local churches and I know movements and I've been watching things, watching our own church, 
watching my own life. And God has been addressing and strengthening and fortifying and drawing me away from carnality and drawing me toward him and, and, and pointing out areas where, hey, listen, you need to get strengthened. And as we familiarize ourselves with these, these truths uh, and as we do the particular things that will strengthen us, it's kind of like King David in 1 Samuel chapter 30 when he was going through uh, his own uh, pandemic in, in Ziklag where he had gone out to battle. They came back and they had had kidnapping and they had had arson. The buildings were burned. Their families were stolen from them, fortunately not killed. But all their stuff was ruined and gone. And then the morale of the army, they turned and wanted to stone. They thought of stoning the, 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 the leader, David. And David, but instead of David becoming defensive or instead of David hiding, David, the Bible says in chapter 30, verse 6, it says when they were speaking of stoning him and the circumstances were so terrible. In the next part, it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. That's what you're doing today. You come into this house, it's like I go into a gym. I go to a restaurant when I'm hungry and I'm looking for nutrients to fill and get my body strengthened. I'm not looking for filler. I, don't, I say no bread. Uh, nine times out of ten, I say no bread. At this point, it's like no chips because chips are from the devil. And, uh, but, uh, but aren't they tasty? Uh, because, uh, you know, you, you go to, the, you go to the, the gas station and you get fuel so you, you can go down the road of life, right? You come to church so you get your thinking adjusted and get your mind renewed and get in corporate praise and sit with like-minded people and iron sharpens iron and, and, and one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. If two of us agree on earth is touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who's in heaven. It makes sense to me that there'd be an elegant lady here having her birthday today in church, an elegant couple having their 57th anniversary in church. You know, uh, the, the, this is how we do it. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we roll. Uh, we, we come together uh, in Acts chapter 4 when hassled, the way they strengthen themselves in the Lord is that John and Peter return to their companions. You got to find who your people are and who, who they're not and just love everybody but say, who, who are the people that we, we're in communion with and covenant with and in a relationship with? Let's stand together. You know, and, and, and because one can chase a thousand and two could put 10,000 to flight and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. There's value in numbers when we're in harmony and it creates a supernatural strength. Hallelujah. And it's always preceded by, well, I go to the gym and I, I'm addressing weakness. I'm addressing diminishment. I'm addressing drainage. And I know it. If I just sit, uh, I, you know, I battled a cough for a while and you're supposed to just stay still, so I stayed still. And I could feel my muscles atrophying. You know, I remember years ago, they said, you know, what do you do? You drown a cold and you starve a fever or whatever. I don't even, you know, obviously I haven't done it right. But anyway, because uh, I don't know still. But I, I just remember the trade-off. And I got out of bed and I was like, oh, I feel worse, you know. Life does that. In this fallen world, it just kind of drains. And I'll tell you, the devil does that. In John 10.10, he's a diminishing being. He comes for three reasons. He comes to steal kill and destroy. 
He said, Jesus said, on the other hand, he's a replenishing being. He says, I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. And one of my favorite phrases in the New Testament is the word abundant life. Hasn't this been the case, Wheelers? Hasn't this been the case, Trouts? Hasn't this been the case, Haley's? That when you came and had an encounter with Jesus, Fosnots, haven't you experienced something of abundant life? And boy, if you didn't, and it, it was just a, a brief moment or it was false, it would have burned up years and years ago. But isn't it amazing that as our days are, so shall our strength be? Yeah. Dickinson's, it's good for uh, the foundation of your life, the, the characteristics that are forming in your battles, the development of your faith, the development of your marriage, your child rearing, your business, your, your work, your ministries, your call, your load. You know, faithful is he who calls you, he'll also bring it to pass. Yeah. And out of weakness, they were made strong. And that's a testimony I could live with because I'll just be honest with you. When I came to the table, I didn't come like God's gift to humanity. When I came to the table, I didn't come with, God, let me just in on your kingdom because I'm going to be an amazing feature for you. I came slithering on my belly like a worm in the dust, lost in sin. And then graciously, God took me and said, uh, I, you're no longer a slave to sin. I'm going to make you a slave to righteousness. And I'm going to put my righteousness on you. It's a gift. You didn't deserve it. It's not based on performance. And it's, that's the miracle of it. And that keeps us from getting arrogant and self-reliant. Because we know where our help comes from. Say this with me. My help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. And our testimony is not self-help where we keep just getting more pumped up, and nor is it artificial either. You know, there were, there, there, there's a way to pump up with human growth hormone and steroids and, all, and doping, blood doping, and all kinds of cheating, and that, does not, that should not happen in the gymnasium. That should not happen in, in business, this whole fake it till you make it thing. I get it that we should exude confidence and stuff, but not artificially. And in the church, we're not strutting around like we got it all figured out. There's a humility that precedes breakthrough, but not humble where it's false humility. Oh, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. No, we, can, we are something with Jesus. We're more than conquerors. We're the head and not the tail. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. But the whole thing's predicated on and based on Jesus, out of weakness I'm made strong. You're the strength of my life. Say, the Lord is the strength of my life. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. <clears throat> so when David strengthened himself in the Lord, he began to minister to the Lord. He had his friend Abiathar, the high priest, bring him the ephod, which is a, a, a spiritual approach for the Jews to identify God's purposes. And he inquired of the Lord. And this is, to me, why David is classified as a man after God's own heart. As he just kept running to God for direction, for guidance, for wisdom, and for strength. Right? Haven't we done that? Rob, Beth, through your challenges and battles as you've matured as Christians and been through things, what is it all about? Hey, Jesus, what should I do? When your mom died, your, your, your wife died, what did you do? Church immediately standing together as father and son, not giving up, not becoming bitter toward God, but getting better in his mercy. You know he's a God of all comfort. You know that he's with us in high times. He's with us in hard times. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's why you're a Christian. That's why you have staying power because you know how good God is. And that's your testimony. And all these people that are self-reliant right now, eventually they're going to run out of gas. And you're going to have to run up to them and say, can I help you? And they'll say, I guess so. One time we went to Hannibal to see some sort of reenactment of a Mark Twain show, like a Tom Sawyer show. 
guy had a Model T Ford, and it was beautiful, and, and he, he was out there climbing up, trying to take on the gas thing off, and I said, well, hey, I love your car. Oh, thanks. I would love it, too, if I hadn't run out of gas. I said, well, hey, listen, man, I'll, um, do you need help? And he, well, he's one of these guys. He's like, yeah, I, I admit I, I do need help. He did not like being the help. He wanted to be the helper, not the helpee. I said, listen, I'm going to go to the gas station. I'll get you a t- uh, some gas. I'll be right back. He said, oh, thank you. He's like, it's messing with his ego, you know, and his friends. So I, I brought back some gas. I got a five-gallon. I said, just fill the whole thing up. I made sure I got the right um, type of gas for him. He had to add a, a lead additive into the old car because it was unleaded. I thought, wow, that's, he's prepared. And, um, and then he's reaching for his wallet. I said, no, no, I'd, I, please, I'd like to give it to you. He goes, oh, no, 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 you cannot do that. No, no. And I said, <laughs> this is what got him. Look, I'm a Christian, and I'm a, I'm a servant. And this is, if, you, if you pay this, you're depriving me my opportunity to give to you and serve you. And he went, and he put his wallet in. Since you put it that way, okay. I remember when I was lost at sea. It, I'm telling you, I thought about death. I thought about my wife. I thought about our church and my kids. I thought about really priority things. And I also thought, I wish I was the one in the boat rescuing somebody else and that I was not the guy out here. That was my male ego. While I was out there dying in the open sea, my ego was alive and thriving. So trying to be strong, you know. And it's like, I wish I was the rescuer and not the rescuee. But the fact of the matter is, guys, we're all the rescuee. And that is entry level and sustaining level Christianity. We never are self-reliant. We always are in utter need of him. And there are things we can do to strengthen ourselves. I started with prayer because it says in Jude 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God. There's a buildup when you exercise your faith and come before the Lord in prayer. Oh, waiting on the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall gain new strength. How about that? They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not get tired. They'll walk and not be weary. Praying. Those scriptures I just prayed in Colossians. Oh, there's an anointing on this. Colossians 1, Ephesians 3. Pray, I pray this all the time. Dr. Andy Chambers at at Missouri Baptist University, the head of the theology department, in one of the classes I took there for ministry uh, degree, he said, you guys, when you don't know what to pray, pray these prayers Paul prayed in the epistles. I thought it was just for charismatic Pentecostals that picked this out. It's like, this Baptist guy got it. And he was so excited. I pray this for my church. I pray this for my students. I pray this for my school. I pray this for my family. He was so excited. I thought he was going to run the building and start yelling in tongues. He even told me, he says, I don't speak in tongues, but I, I believe it's for today. And since you operate in it, but I don't, but I honor it. I thought, well, that's cool. And in fact, Praying in tongues is a power. Jude 20, praying in the spirit. Oh, pray a lot. Inquiring of the Lord like David did. And I'll and I, and I just think about this. I think about this. Um, set and maintain, maintain a quiet time. Set and maintain, and this is hard to do in this busy world. But yesterday we had, we came down and prayed corporately together 
uh, and paced around outside and inside and prayed for the services and for the message. Then we went home and we had some chili with our family and we had a wonderful lingering time for, for a long, long time. And I was excited about going to bed. Bed was exciting to me, man. It was, you know, it, I looked at 8.30. I thought, it's not bedtime yet, but boy, I feel like it is. I'm, you know, and then it's like I got about nine something and then I sensed this still small voice that, Go give me another half hour outside in the front yard. So I, I overrode it, turned the light on, I got ready, got in the room, and it's like, no, that's the Lord, you know. So I went, so I just want to let you know how spiritual I was with it. So then I went back out, I got my stopwatch on my on my phone, punched it, sat down, and uh, I began to pray because Isaiah 30, verse 15 says, In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. In quietness, sometimes we need to get alone with God. We need to cease activity. We need to, I had my phone there, but I, you know, I would say leave your phone. I was using it for a stopwatch, but I've, every time I've done that, I get, I get texts and it pulls me out of the third heaven, you know, and it's like, uh, so quiet time. Remember, uh, who's the guy that wrote uh, Soon and Very Soon? Uh, Soon and very soon. Andre Crouch. He wrote another song called Quiet Time. Oh, you should listen to it. Download it. Look it up. Um, Quiet Time. It's like, what is that? I mean, there's so much noise. Everywhere you go, man, there's noise in the elevator. There's noise in our car. There's noise everywhere. But, but there, there's a, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And I think this, let the weak say, I am strong. I routinely say, Lord, I realize, and I even, I even boast in my weakness. And, and I do it like this because I know that when I'm weak, then I'm strong. My weakness invites God's power to come in, and he gets all the praise. Isn't that great? A good thing happens, and it's like, God, you and I know where this came from, and I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the thanks for seeing me through. Who would say that's your testimony in your life? Amen. Let's all stand up. I feel like we just boiled down the gallon and got a big plastic bag full of salt. And that salt is so good. It's covetable. I want, I want Kingston salt. And uh, I believe that what you have, what I have, what we have, the Lord will strengthen you. And, um, you know, just receive his strength today. In fact, let's just reach out and say, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. I receive God's strength for today, bright hope for tomorrow, security in my spirit, and I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you, Lord, to get me out of the ditch and get me on the right track. Now, if you're here and you've not surrendered your life to Jesus, today's the day of salvation. Ask Jesus to come into your life and surrender to him and commit to him and embrace him as Savior and Lord. And if you drifted today, repent, apologize to him, get on track, push the reset button and say, Jesus, I'm going to walk with you today. I'm trusting you to help me. You are my hope. Strengthen me with power by your spirit in the inner man that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Go out and have a good day. Hallelujah.